We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition of the pack a day podcast as we trudge towards another packers game this sunday i'm half of your thursday crew Jason Perrone. You can find some of my work that I do over at Game On Wisconsin, where I also do the Quick Slants podcast. And with me, as always, of Packer Report and his beautiful canine in the background there, Mark Eckel <laughs> over in Myrtle Beach. Mark, at least you got the beach. Oh, we got all kinds of things. We got the, the world's not in the world. It's you know, it's uh, listen. Packer fans, we'll get into this, but Packer fans are spoiled. Young young Packer fans are spoiled. Yeah. All right. This happens, everyone. This happens to every team every so often. You just got to make sure you end it. You, you you can't let it continue and be and then you become the you know the Detroit Lions until until now or the right. Cleveland Browns or yeah. whoever. You know, I mean, you you got to fix it, and it, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, it does. Where and obviously we're talking about the Packers and their woes and the struggles that they're having because last time we were here we were talking about hopefully maybe getting somewhat back on track with a home game against the Minnesota Vikings. Alas, that was not the case. The Packers have now lost four straight games, and they head into another home game 
against the Los Angeles Rams. Mark and I will be talking about the Packers defense against the Rams offense. And both of these sides of the ball are going to be without key members. Now the Rams are with possibly without Matthew Stafford, their quarterback uh, due to injury, but he is still a Los Angeles Ram. The Packers do not have Russell Douglas because he is no longer a Green Bay Packer. He was traded to the Buffalo Bills at the deadline on Tuesday. So Mark, this defense is already starting to look different because one of their heart and soul guys and probably their best player and best playmaker of the season so far, if you, I guess, want to debate, it could be Rashawn Gary too, is gone in Russell Douglas. Yeah. And per, like I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh no, like he's my guy. I mean, I, I, I know I knew Russell when he got drafted in Philly, I was still there. I got to know him a little bit. Great guy. Loved it when the Packers got him. Played great for him from, from the you know from the from the day they got him. He went out there and made plays, and so I was a little like personally like I was upset because you know when you like a guy you don't like to see him trade. And I think some of the players feel that way too. If you look at if you if you look at it big big picture wise, Roswell's going to be thirty next year, right? So how many how many good years does he have left? I don't, I don't maybe who knows we don't know right. But to get a, a top hundred pick for him. I mean, listen, what that trade, the, the, the trade tells me that the Packers have come to the conclusion after last week's loss that they're not going anywhere this year. Right. All right. So that, that's, that's, that's that. So they're building for the future. They, they now have what five picks in the top 90, probably yep. depending on where that bill's pick lands. Right. So that's, that's, that's a lot of picks and, and they can move, they could do whatever, you know, they could move up, down, they can, they can, they get, they're going to be draft day is going to be interesting next year. I don't want I don't want to look that far ahead, and I don't want to. And I can't believe people are doing mock drafts November first, but oh, they sure. are because they. Oh, got they started those ago. probably you know a couple weeks ago. Honestly, uh, that, it's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I I don't like them in February. Sure, so I damn sure don't don't like them in November okay. or October. But uh, anyway, people just do things because they have nothing else. They can't come up with anything you know cre- creative on their own to write, so they they go let's do a mock draft. But anyway, this gives also gives the Packers a chance without Razzle and Eric Stokes is out for another at least three weeks, right? Two or two or three, three more weeks. He has three more. Yeah, it gives him a chance to to look really hard at Carrington Valentine, who was a star in camp, right? He was he was the he was the guy we were all talking about. Like, wow, this kid's really good. This mm-hmm. kid's playing great. He, sure, when you're you playing know, up against great... guys who are lower on the death chart than you are, somehow. Those are the guys you said last week who were teaching PE. No, no, no. I mean, he played well in the preseason games. Like he did a good job against who though? Jamar Chase. Okay. No, that was. No, that he was suddenly forgot how to play against good receivers because he hasn't done a single thing in a well, game for the, for the Packers. He hasn't looked good, you know, in the last couple of weeks. But now they get he has ten games to, you know, to see is he any good or was he just another seventh round pick that's, you know, never going to mount, you know, like. Most seventh round picks don't, you know. Every once in a game, you get lucky, but but we'll see. So he'll get a chance to play and see the guy they picked up last week, Richard uh, Rochelle, uh, who was a fourth round pick at the Rams a couple years ago. I'm sure he's going to get some time. The Valentine kid, Corey Valentine. I mean, yep. I mean, they'll, yeah, they'll, they're going to see. So they'll, they'll get it. They're getting a chance to watch, and I'm, and we're just talking defense now. They'll get a chance to see what they have and what they need. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, you know, the secondary is, is, is all of a sudden now, in my opinion, 
becomes a major need next year, which I, I, if, you know, with Razul, it wasn't quite as much of a need. But like I said, he was going to be 30 next year. I could see why he did it. I, I, again, I don't have to like it, but I can understand it. Yeah. They are obviously tearing it down and and it's it's a rebuild now you say the r word now the rebuild now it's a you know it's it's the, the jig is up like, yeah whatever I you were trying to frame it as more. whatever yeah whatever you're trying to frame it as before if if you were not a rebuild conspiracy theorist i'll call it this that's what's happening right now is the packers are resetting and they're gonna we'll we'll get a glimpse into what they're gonna do during this off season but now just it's uncharted territory for a while. I haven't been here for a long time. And so depends on how the rest of this season goes, because there's some talk that based on the way the schedule is laid out here, that the Packers might end up, if they don't beat the Rams this weekend, that they, they could end up losing another three or four more games after that too, because oh, yeah. you're at Pittsburgh, you're hosting the chargers. You got the chiefs at home. Those are, uh, and the lions tough on Thanksgiving, game. you've got, those are, those are tough games. Those are all of those teams. Well, right now everybody's better than the Packers, but those, especially those games are very, very tough. A road game in Pittsburgh, all the way out East in a place where the Packers have never won. I don't care whether the regime is different or the team is different. They, there's certain cities this team cannot win games in and, and Pittsburgh is one of them. It's close enough to Buffalo. So maybe that vortex is, uh, is, is the reason for it, but it's, it's going to, it's going to get worse. Uh, and rougher, I think, because you're going to see young players have to play. They're going to make a lot of mistakes. Guys are going they're going to give up. Are. They're going to give up some big plays. We're going to have to recalibrate our eyes to understand that that's what that's what's what's happening here. There's just going to be some growing pains, a lot more growing pains now that even younger guys are going to have to play. Rasul, the thing about Russell Douglas was he gave us the opportunity to even if the Packers were losing, at least he might dazzle us with a pick six or a really nice pass breakup. But now he's out of town, and and so who's going to step up and do that now? Well, I don't know because Jair, I think, is still dealing with this back, yes. and he's he's frustrated because he's not playing well. He's hurt and. I'm curious what the body language is going to start to look like on this team as a whole, really. But on the defensive side, when you lose a heart and soul guy like Russell Douglas, I know Keyshawn Nixon's uh, was you know close with him, and obviously all the secondary guys too. And, and even things, Kenny Clark said stuff. Kenny like, Clark. You know, I mean, things start, things start to to things start to kind of get bad, and you 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 know that there's no hope anymore. And so then, what are guys thinking? What are they saying? What are they saying out loud that they weren't before? What's What kind of things are happening on pra- at practice and are things are being said to coaches that weren't potentially being said before? So that's what I'm looking at at this point right now. I mean, this season is lost, so we're not talking about salvaging the season. We know that, but how is it going to go down? And the how it goes down is going to depend on who's coaching the players that are picked with those picks you mentioned, and who's and I mean I would be uh, I would be stunned beyond what what's the next level beyond stunned if Brian Gutekunst isn't here making those picks, but the coaching staff Joe Barry absolutely already on the hot seat. We we know that I mean Matt Lafleur is starting to feel the flames a little bit, he and should. and it's and he should. But the point is is he feels the flames that's going to trickle down to his assistants because he's now like, listen, we've all, everyone's got to do a better job. Now, I don't know why it takes this terrible level of play for some of that stuff to happen. I mean, you got young players and you're the, you have to work with what you're given and you weren't going to max out like you were when you had all these veterans and Devontae and Rogers were here and big dog and Lazard and all those, you know, all those other veterans, you knew that it was going to be tough. They were going to probably lose some games, but they look bad, really bad doing it. There's just no structure 
or improvement. And Mark, you've watched a lot of football. You've covered a lot of football. And, and I would imagine that this does not look very, this looks very disjointed to you. It's, it's, I couldn't believe what I was watching last week. It was, it was embarrassing. I mean, I, I, I'm watching it saying, what am I watching? This is, this is unbelievable. I mean, offensively, offensively now defense, the defense, it is what it is. They, they're missing some people. They had a couple of bad plays, but they also made some plays. The offense didn't do anything. I mean, six drop passes. This wide receiver group is the worst I've ever seen in, in all my life. In 40 years of covering football, I've never seen a worse group, a whole entire group of wide receivers. I mean, none of them are any. I mean, Romeo Dobbs has a chance. He's, at least he's tough. He seems to be, like, fight a little bit. These other guys are just bad. Mm-hmm. How does Jaden Reed let, that guy, let the safety take the ball out of his hands like that? That, that's awful. And don't get me started on the, on the kid from North Dakota, okay? I don't want to – don't even get me started. <laughs> in, case okay. anybody is, in case anybody is wondering, that would be Christian Watson. Yeah. Here, let me give you a little stat on him, okay? Let me give you, let me give you a little stat on the guy that Packers traded two second-round picks to move up and get. So, first of all, he missed the first three games of the season, correct? Yes. Packers averaged 26.6 points in those games. Hmm. Not bad. Went 2-1. and one. He's been back for four games, and he's becoming their. He's their since he's their alleged number one receiver. They they try to get the ball to him. Since so the four games he's played, the Packers average fifteen points a game. Hmm, interesting. Eleven and a half point difference. Watson, I'll take away that one busted play and broken or broken play busted coverage when he caught a seventy-seven yard pass and didn't, Still didn't get in score. the end zone. Still didn't score and didn't get in the end zone. He got. The fastest man in the world got got caught from behind. I mean, I know. Listen, he's a good kid. Okay, great. Tell me what a good. And I know his mom listens to everything and stuff. Listen, I'm just giving you facts here. Okay, take away that that 77 yard pass play. On he's he's had 23 targets in in the four games he's played. He's caught 10 for all of 99 yards. 10 for 99. Mm-hmm. Four games. Yeah, not good. Can we trade two more second round picks for him, maybe? Not because yeah, not great. Uh, George Pickens was still was still on the board. Not great, and and he's the, in Pittsburgh, and he's in Pittsburgh, and we know, and, and he was twenty eight you know, five twenty two three touchdowns. Yep, very very good receiver. Christian was on the, board. The, the other thing too, and they had to it, move up to get him. And, it, and well, and again, this is the this is not the offensive show, but I said on Quick Slants earlier this week, I cannot understand and do not understand the obsession either in the play calling or by the quarterback with forcing these contested balls to Christian Watson, who has proven unable to use any portion of his frame to his advantage, to try to box out, out-grab, out-leap, out-jump. I size would win those, right? Yeah. And that's and, and so it's it lends some credence to your theory about athletes versus football players, and they're not mm-hmm. the same thing. But there's there's And big we'll, school, small school. Big school, small school, and we'll, we'll see how that whole thing shakes out. But... If we get if we get back on the like on the defensive side okay. of the ball, here. I just so, had to on my on the off because the offense is so big. I'm watching that offense last week, and it was like, mm-hmm. and it's I'm listen. I'm still not down on Jordan Love. Love, if if they don't drop six balls, he's 31 for 41 for close to probably over 300 yards and a touchdown. Wicks Wicks dropped that one. I thought he was going to score. I still can't believe he, I I actually you know I I take notes during the game because I have to write a story right right after. I wrote down you know. Complete past the weeks, <laughs> going in, and then I looked up and I'm like, "What happened?" Right. And they they showed it again. And I couldn't believe he dropped it. But you know, it, like, and then like they, 
And this is on the floor. This is where I'm down on the coach. Now, again, drop pass. The coach isn't telling them to drop passes. He's not coaching them to drop passes. But how many times do I have to see them at the goal line, or first and goal from the three, four, wherever they are, and they and they're running. They're in shotgun. I know. And they run the ball. You so know, I this all Rogers, honestly. I used to blame Aaron Rodgers for that. Yeah. No, honestly, this this Dan does. Rogers, he he won. He doesn't like to be under center. He wants to be in shotgun. He wants to. No, Aaron Rodgers is long gone. He's not there anymore. Yep. And they're still in shotgun, handing the ball to A.J. Dillon four yards, five yards behind the line. You have A.J. Dillon. If you want to give him the ball, put Love under center and let Dillon plow his way through for a couple yards. He's a big boy. He's the second biggest running back in the, in the NFL. I don't want him starting out five yards behind the line. Listen, I'm not a coach. I'm not a, I don't scheme plays and stuff. But, God, I, I've seen enough football to know that a guy like A.J. Dillon is better – with his size plowing through than getting a handoff five yards back. Yeah. No, obviously Aaron that's Jones, maybe not. Okay. Well, somebody else like, but no, AJ Dillon use what he's good at. Don't even get me. I talked about it and said, well, first of all, that and, and Aaron Jones on this pitch count and not being on that, not being on the field when you're inside the 10 yard line and, and your goal to go like, I, that's why I'm glad we're not doing the offensive show. Cause we could spend an entire show on, yeah. on that alone. So, if Matthew Stafford can't play, Mark, it's Brett Rippon. And this should be a – I mean, the Packers have had how many get-right games? The Vikings were not one. But they had two prior to that. The, the Vikings aren't good. The Broncos, the Broncos and the – well, definitely not when Kirk Cousins got hurt. And then they still ended up, uh, you know, doing okay. But Brett Rippon and the, and the Rams come in here. Now, Cooper Cup is back. And you've got Tutu yes, Atwell, Cooper. You know, I, I mentioned Cooper, pretty good too. Daryl Henderson, the running back, Higby, the tight end. Like, there's still some weapons here that are going to probably do some work against this very inexperienced Packers defense. That also, Mark, we have to talk about this: the blitzing. They blitz plenty. I know they send pressure, but I need to understand how you can be as ineffective blitzing as as a team than this Packers team has been. It's got to be historically bad based on the percentage of times that they send extra bodies. It's not good. I mean, they're not getting there. I mean, I, I now I would think, now who knows? I'm, I don't want to try to think like Joe Barry, but I would think if, if, if Brett Rippin plays, now Stafford has not been ruled out yet, and you know Stafford's looking over that Packer defense saying, oh, I think my thumb feels a little better. <laughs> this could be a good game for me today. I didn't have nobody in the secondary. Right. Right. Stafford's trying to look at that saying, Hey, this is, I don't want to miss this game. <laughs> right. But if it is Rippin, um, whose dad was Mark Rippin's his dad, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. You would think you want to blitz the hell out of him. Right. Right. Very yeah. inexperienced played a little bit. I mean, he had to come in last week and the Rams lost to the Cowboys. Yeah. But you would think you want to just, confuse him blitz him show him things he's never seen before and do you know make his life miserable but is that what they're going to do or are they going to sit back 10 yards off the ball and play that soft zone and bend but don't break right i don't know no i don't i don't either they just the there's so many things if you want changes on defense if you want joe barry to be not be here if you want the packers are headed in that in the right direction they're they're headed in the right direction to make some of those changes that everybody is talking about and this is where, unfortunately, I think, as a defensive coordinator and coaching staff and even some of the players, too, this is where you really get exposed, is when you have to 
scheme up ways to make your players better and help them make plays when you don't have a ton of playmakers anymore and they need some structure to play within in order to get good things to happen on the field. Well, I'm I'm curious, I'm really curious to see how this is going to go because they already with all their their guys playing this season were having trouble stopping the run and you you just you keep yeah, taking stop the run last week. Keep taking pieces the run. They keep taking pieces away. Well, I mean I I think yeah, they they did. They, no, the, the Vikings didn't run well. And it's not like they're a bad running team. I mean, they, they definitely tried to run the ball, but you can pick you can TJ do whatever you, you, play very you can well. do whatever you want on this on this defense now. If you want to throw, you can throw. If you want to run, you can probably run. And if if one's not working, the other one is gonna work because guys are always open. I mean, it's just the zone, the soft zone, the off coverage, like I, I'm out of words now for what to to sit here and talk with you about that the Packers should do because they're not going to do any of it because <laughs> they know, just I don't know either. schematically they just don't seem willing to play uh to play aggressively and so and I think that after the game Jair you know I, I think a lot of his frustration comes from not being able to to not being a hundred percent and not being able to play his game. But when he can't be productive and, and shadow receivers and follow guys around, and and maybe he's not bought into this defensive scheme. I have no idea. I mean, it was like, I don't know, no comment. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. To every question that was being asked of him, I I just... Well, then did you see did you see what he said afterwards? After the public, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. He said to one writer, I don't know if, if it was, it was one of the guys, that, one of the regulars that had been there a while, he kind of mumbled, you know, like off the record, kind of, well, not off the record, but he just kind of said to him, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but kind of like, I'm tired of being reprimanded for what I say. Mm-hmm. So he must have said something earlier. And I forget what he what, did. Did he say something outrageous, outrageous earlier in the year? There is nothing too outrageous for Jair. That's his personality. But the Packers <laughs> yeah, do have, have, I mean, something. Yeah, no, that, I, I don't. The coaches must have got on about it. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything in particular. But here's the other thing, too. I do grade on a curve. Like, if a player is known for being outspoken and they say something and they're very emotional. Like, when Ray Lewis used to say stuff, like, half the time you're like, whatever, he's emotional. Okay, it's fine. You know, but because you know that that's his personality and that's the way he plays. And that's part of what makes him great. And that's also part of what can make him annoying at times, too, when he's in front of a microphone. And, okay, I get that. But then all of a sudden, if you have somebody like a like a Kenny Clark or like, a you know, let's say Julius Peppers, right, who was known for not saying a whole lot. He was more, you know, show on the field and and he comes up and starts, you know, slamming on the podium or whatever. Like, I'm paying attention to that because that's like, whoa, but Jair. You know, Jair plays with it with a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. Speaking of his yeah, shoulder, like um, a lot of quarterbacks. Like, speaking of a, a chip on his shoulder too. I mean, the other thing that that is going to really start to show up are business decisions being made because Jair hasn't been as willing of a tackler since two years ago when he hurt his shoulder against the Steelers. And and those types now, of things now, now those types of things now where it's like you're going to start to see some more Olay and and some of those other things go on. That's it's real. That is a real thing in in the NFL. We saw it happen a little bit. I feel like in 2018 when they started playing badly at the end of the season, uh, that stretch right before Mike McCarthy got let go, there were guys that were were not playing hard. You could tell that they weren't they weren't playing hard. And on the defensive side, that's that's the biggest problem. I mean, on offense, guys cut off routes. They don't do. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even think the offense the the receivers on offense need to have attitude problems. They're playing poorly, playing at 100. <laughs> percent 
Like they're just, you know, going full speed. They can't, they can't manage to be in the right place, but on defense now, do you get the freelancing? Do you get like just stuff going? I mean, it, it, it could get real bad here. And I think on defense is where I'm the most worried because that's where a lot of your veterans are who have been in better places and are going to get probably more frustrated with the S show. I'll call it that is happening at green Bay. Well, when I look at this defense, I think the strength of the defense has been the front Clark, Wyatt, Slayton, and who I thought played well last week, even and then those two kids, Brooks and and Wooden. So uh, Clark's the only veteran of that group, and I don't think he's a quitter at all. No, I've never no, seen he's him not. quitting. He's not. And I think the the young guys aren't going to quit because they're part of this re- reset or rebuild or whatever word you whatever reword you, you you choose to, to to use. So they want they know they're going to be here or they should be. I mean, most of them are going to be here. So they they're they want to show that hey listen I'm part of this I'm we're gonna get better and I'm gonna be one of the reasons Quay Walker Young like I said the guys I worry about are the, are the older guys but there aren't that many older guys <laughs> so, right no um, there aren't they're hurt I mean like you said Jair is hurt Savage is hurt now Campbell would be the one but again Campbell might be playing for for a contract you don't want to if the Packers do let him go or whatever at the end of the season you don't want to have bad film for other teams to look at and say, I don't want this guy. He, he, he quit in green Bay last year. Right. You know? Yeah. So with that, I mean, and there is pride. I mean, guys are still from what I gather. I mean, the only team, the only team I ever saw really quit was the 90, well, twice with the Eagles in 94 when they lost their last, they got off to a seven and two start. It's the biggest collapse in NFL history. They got off to a seven and two start and then lost their last seven games. They're the only team in NFL history to, to start seven and two and not finish and, and finish under 500. Okay. I think I don't yeah. know. It was at the time. I don't know if an 18, maybe since then, but I don't think so. And then Ray Rhodes, and that was rich Kotite's final season. And then Ray Rhodes, final season. I don't know if they quit. They just weren't, they just weren't good. And they, they, they kind of quit too a little bit in that they, they knew they saw it. They just didn't, the defense was, wasn't bad. And the offense was just so bad that I think the defense was kind of said, what are we doing? We're going to, I don't want to get, you know, I'm not killing myself for when we when we when we lose in every game thirteen mm-hmm. to six. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is is I mean, there's a legitimate chance that the Packers are going to be two and ten if they if they lose. Yeah, no, these, you're right. They, they lose these next four games, and I think like defensively on offense, it's easy. I'm like, where are the points going to come from? That's an easy way you lose a game. You don't score enough points, but on defense. They're just, they don't do anything that, that nothing that this team just doesn't do anything well at all. Like they have no, and, and the aggressiveness isn't there. Even when they come up and press, there's still guys that find, uh, you know, holes in the, in the zone. The, the Packers are, if, if you're a player who's in a contract year or you're a bubble roster guy, or you need like a get right game or a game, you hope the Packers are on your schedule. Look at TJ mm-hmm. Hawkinson. People think he's back now because he just had mm-hmm. a good game against the Packers. I mean, yeah, no, the, yeah. the coverage and the scheme just, it's, I mean, it's here's, all, here's all you need to know, Jason. They lost to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. What? Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. three weeks ago now, whatever it was, the Raiders fired, the Raiders fired their entire staff today and bent their quarterback. Yep. Oh, I, I, I was up. I was up. The, you lost to that team. I'm on the West Coast, so it was only 10 o'clock here when Schefter's news came out, and I thought to myself, that is about as bad of an omen for the Packers and how bad this season is as it can get. Josh McDaniel just got let go. Now his, fortunately 
he did. They did beat the Raiders the following week. So his last win was against Bill Belichick, his former boss, and the Patriots. So you're right. They didn't uh, the the Pats. And that was so, a weird. The weird. That was a weird timing. I thought. But anyway. But the, yeah. My, my point is, they yeah. lost to the. You know. Yeah. They lose to that team, and they they fired the coach. They fired the the, the coordinator. They fired the general manager, and they benched um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know. You said to me a couple of weeks ago, if they lost to Denver, would I be frustrated? And I said, no, I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm going to be more. I'm not. I'm not frustrated. I'm more flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to. Like, you, like, we run out of things to say about what they have to do because they don't do it. Well, the flabbergasted, that's what I mean. Like, I, I kind of went off on slants last week and was off the rails. Now, from this point forward, it's not going to be that. I'm just going to come out and say, okay, let's talk about what happened. And maybe there's a few little building blocks we can build on. But it, it's it, this is going to be an interesting uh, rest of the season. And I mean, I, the word interesting gets used way too much. But truly it is because I'm curious to know what we're going to talk about and, because we've got 10 more games. So mm-hmm. what is it that we're what is it that we're going to talk about and what kind of things are we going to come up with to spin around for 30 45 minutes a week because it doesn't seem like there's going to be much good or improvement or progress to talk about. I don't think all well, of a sudden like see. they're not going to come out and get mad and be like we got to save Joe Barry and come out and start playing hard like I think they're they're playing as well as they can. It's just not coming together well. Now, you mentioned uh Carl Brooks. He had the blocked field goal. Yeah. I, I like him. He's not a real big guy. Think? But there's a motor guy, a motor guy that's got a little dog in him. That's what this defense needs more of. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else struggle with the seasonal blues? I know for me personally, it's not so much the hustle and bustle or anxiety of the season. It's more of memories of holidays past. Thinking back to times when my kids were younger, when different family members were still around, it can all make me extremely nostalgic for holidays that have come and gone. Now everyone's a little bit different and for a multitude of reasons, this time of season can be a lot. And if that's you too, don't fret. It's natural to feel sadness, anxiety, or stress during the holiday season. I think something that we can easily forget is that therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress and chaos. It can be something to look forward to, it can make you feel grounded, and it can give you the tools that you need to manage everything that's going on in your life. I've personally benefited from therapy in the past. I'm sure I'm going to benefit from therapy again in the future. I've learned to take a deep breath and enjoy the moments that are happening in the here and the now, and I try to slow down in those crazy busy moments that are sure to exist this holiday season. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, extremely convenient, and can be suited to your unique schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Packaday. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, 
Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off plus free shipping with code packaday at manscape.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy yes i like that i like that pick when they made it that's what that's what i'm gonna look at and i want to tell you about the place i went again too because that that was the, the best part of the, the of the day too okay but, um um yeah i wanted that's what i'm gonna watch and we'll just stick to defense but so on defense i want to watch brooks and see if he keeps playing more get more snaps and play well i want to see wyatt i want to see i want to see quay walker keep not doing the bad things that he did a couple times last year, but 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 being all over, being all over the field, making some plays and catching the ball this this time. I mean, he was in the right spot. He had every, you know that that could have, that was a big play early in the game. If he picks that off and maybe brings it back, who knows? The whole game might be different. But, right. And then these young corners, you got to see. Like I said before, you got to see if they're any good at safety. You know, you got Ford. Rudy Ford's actually, like I said this last week, and I'll say it again. He to me, he's been the biggest pleasant surprise on the on the on the whole team maybe he's a guy that i didn't think i know i was hoping they'd find somebody to take his place he's actually been okay if not better than okay right i mean he's made some plays he's he's not he's not blowing coverages he's he seems to be in the right right place at the right time he's you know has he gotten beat sure but everybody i mean brian dawkins got beat isn't you know he was a hall he's a hall of fame safety leroy butler the greatest packer safety ever may had some you know he got beat occasionally but you know but he's been up. I want to see him keep playing and see what see what see what what he has. I'd like to see Anthony Johnson Jr. play some. And they will. This I mean at, the, you know, at this at this point he, if, at this point playing them a couple weeks ago would have been gross negligence. Now not playing them is the negligent part. If you right, don't, because you got to see what you have. Right. Right. But anyway, so I went back to the bar that I went to two weeks ago that I told you about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a friend of mine owns it, and he had told me, "Yeah, there's a lot of, we have a lot of Packer people here." So now two weeks ago. Packers played the late afternoon game. 
So the place wasn't – I didn't realize what I, I – mean, there were, there were some Packer fans there, but there were only three games, I believe, that were being played at the same time. So, yeah, most, like a third of the TVs were on the Packers, and then I guess the other game was Pittsburgh and the Rams. I forget the third game. I think it was Arizona and somebody. Okay. Arizona-Seattle? Yeah, whatever whatever it was. So it wasn't a big crowd because, like, the, the, the 1 o'clock people had all, you know, filtered out by then. And like I said, I, I met some real nice people, Packer fans, somewhere from Wisconsin, whatever. Well – I show up last week, same same place, but now it's it's the early game. There's a lot of games on, right? There's Eagles are playing the Washington, the Giants and Jets are playing the, and there's, there's what eight nine games going on at once, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I so I got there early because I'm like, I want to find where the Packers are and get a good seat, and, you know, all this and that. So I get there and I see the I see the the, the one couple that I had met the last week. Hey, hey, you're back. Hey, yeah, you doing? Mama? And we're like, if you want to go up there, that's where all the Packer fans are. That's where they're they're going to have all the Packers. Like. What's that? Well, yeah. in this bar, so if you, if you can picture it, it's a big, huge bar, and then there's a bunch of, it's a big place. The place is very, very big. Um, there's a huge bar that goes, a circular, a huge bar, and there's a bunch of tables and booths all around it. And then behind the, like, to the left of the bar, if you walk in the, the, the main door, to the left of the bar, there's like a step up. Like you got to take one step up, and there's a whole section of booths and tables up there. Well, that, okay. that was all Packers. Okay. Four big TVs, all four all four had the Packer game on. And so I said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go up there. So I go up there, and it's all it's just like I said, it's all Packer fans. And I think, and this is this this I, I this doesn't happen too often. I may have been the youngest guy up there. Oh, all right, nice. <laughs> was, now, now the couple I met, they they sat at the bar and watched, but and they're younger. They're I don't know, I'm bad at that, but I'm, I'm, they're probably in their early 30s. I'm guessing. And there's another couple. They're in their fifties, I think, early fifties. But when I went up there to the where, and there was about had to be twelve people up there minimum. But it was, but you could have put thirty people up. There was a big section, and uh, they. I mean, in fact, when I when I went up there, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, you're. And I'm wearing. I was wearing a Packer shirt or whatever. And they're like, oh, you're Packer. Yeah, you come sit up here. Whatever. This is this is Cheese Island. Okay, that's what they call <laughs> they, it. They, they they have a name for it, right? So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like. Yeah, guys are you know guys are talking we're, we're talking about Lombardi and Bart Starr I was just going to say if you were the youngest then they, you know we might be they're talking wrong, about yeah. Curly <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't that, they weren't that. but yeah they it was yeah it was um it was it was fun it was interesting and most of them from Wisconsin most of them are from Wisconsin that retired whatever many years ago and wanted to get out of the cold sure but so but then speaking of the cold now so I'm sitting up there and I'm it was beautiful last Sunday if we want to do weather and anyway, it was all week was beautiful here, but it was Sunday was probably 77, 78, sunny. This is a really nice day. Matter of fact, after the game, when I came home, my, my, my wife was, was laying out. I wrote my story real quick and went out and laid out with her for a little bit, but it was on, on cheese Island. I'm like, I said, I'm wearing, I'm wearing shorts and a, and a, and a Packer t-shirt. It was cold. I'm like, so I asked one of the guys, I said, do they keep it cold up here on purpose, like to make you guys feel at home? No, oh, <laughs> yeah. Says, yeah, I think they do. <laughs> I said. Oh. So he says, yeah, next week bring a bring a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, dress so they, dress accordingly. Well, it's so that's my little your um, little your your game experience at story. Least, at least I'm at least it, you know, with all the doom and gloom, at least in in North Myrtle Beach there was there's a bar that Packer fans kind of. Go to older Packer fans, kind of go there again. There were some young ones, but they 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 sat at the bar. But up on up on Cheese Island, where it was thirty degrees colder than anywhere else in the bar, 
uh, it was there was, all, a, vo- it was there was a vortex. The ghosts of Packers Pass were all there with you. So, <laughs> well, I I was I was watching from the comfort of my living room because I have the ticket. So all the games are on TV for me. Thank God, it was a great investment to make this year, especially when there's a lot of noon games. The Packers are not on a lot of national TV any longer. But so I guess the to round it all board? to round it all off, Mark. Yes. Where are where is the Packers defense going to find success against this Rams offense? Like what what area are they going to handle, especially now that Russell's gone? Well, they got I guess they're gonna again, again, I don't like I said, I don't want to try to scheme or try to guess what Joe Barry's schemes are gonna be, but I would think they'll stop the run. The Rams aren't a great running team, they're okay. I would think the Rams wanna run to protect Rippin a little bit, right? But if I were the Rams, I I can look this up. This is how crazy I am. I, I looked up the record for most receptions in an NFL game. Do you know what it is and, and who who has it? Ever all time? All time. Most uh, receptions in an NFL game. I want to say I don't know. I, I my my brain is immediately wanting to go to Randy Moss, but I'm yeah. You would think right now Moss or Rice. No, it's Brandon Marshall when he was with the Broncos. Oh, I do rem- passes. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Brandon Marshall, 21 passes against him. I'm not saying Cooper Cup's going to break that record Sunday, but if I'm the Rams, I try to get him that record. If I'm yeah. the Rams, I just throw the ball to Cooper Cup every play. Get him off early and often, right? Get him get him involved yeah, early and often. I mean, build up a lead and then him? build up a lead and sit on it. Who's going to cover Cooper Cup? Nobody. And even if Jair is healthy and plays, and I honestly, he might play this week. I think Jair is headed for back to IR and he's not coming back. I think I they'll agree. put him on injured reserve back, and, and you know and, what we say about back injuries. Yeah, we know you, you didn't have, but you have one, right? Yeah, and, 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 and it's, it's time. Yeah, the secondary is just going to be a, an unmitigated mess because Savage isn't there. Jonathan Owens going to have to play more. You know, my favorite, my favorite defender on this entire defense, Jonathan Owens. If you listen to the Quick Slants podcast, you get that joke. And it's yeah, I I don't know either. I really don't know either. Even if they stop the run, it's like okay, it's kind of this this irony or whatever the word is I'm looking for, where they finally stopped the run, but it doesn't matter because everything stinks and they're, they're bad now. So, okay, great. You stopped the run, but you got killed in the pass. And well, last week against the Vikings, the Vikings converted nine third and eight or longer. Yes. Frustrating. So they stopped them. Like, so that means on first down and second down, they gained. There were a ton of third and third and longs. And it was just, yeah, all day, all day long. Someone was open. So, I mean, again, now, again, this is me. I'm going to try to make Brett Rippon's life miserable. I'm going to I'm going to send five, six. I'm just because I can't cover anyway, right? So the only chance is to is to have Rippon on his butt. Mm-hmm. You can't throw from your butt, right? No. So knock him down. You know, sacks, get sacks, get him off the spot, make him run around for his, make him run for his life. That's their only. That's in my opinion, that's their only hope. Yeah. Rashawn, yeah. Rashawn has only got so much motor. And, and again, I, I think you're going to start to see Lucas Van Ness get more snaps and, yes. and, and Agbury are going to get more snaps. Preston Smith won't be as much. We can joke and say, okay, put him out of corner. <laughs> he actually almost got an interception. He probably should have picked Smith that ball off. Well. Honestly, he was in good position on the one pass he had to cover on. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, that's going to be the thing that we'll, we'll probably end up spending most of our time talking about is the young guys and, how they look and what they can maybe try to add from one year to the next. This is not a, a one or two year fix too. Like we're, we're on a longer runway as, as far as how this whole thing I think, gets. I, don't, gets... I, I think it, the way the NFL is now, you don't know. I mean, look at teams go up and down. I think two years, I think 
this next year will be a hope will depend. But all those picks, if they if they pick right, and they ha- they'll have some money next year now too. They got to they got to play the free agent game again now. They can't yeah. just draft because they don't need to get any younger. They need to get some they need to get some veteran playmakers on right. this. Like they did a couple years ago when they signed the Preston and Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos. They need to, they need to do that next year, but maybe on offense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess I, I just want to see the young guys. Oh, this is what I want to ask you. You watched the game last week, you said, right? Obviously. Yep. Yes. I thought that was a terrible roughing the passer call. Yeah. The roughing the passer call and, and the, even the, and, and the personal the foul on, on Owens was also, eh. but it's football. That's just, that's the way it goes now. Yeah. But Can't I mean, touch a quarterback. What did they want him to do? I don't know. On that. I don't know. That's that's why the NFL is becoming, you know, it's 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 a popular sport and no the TV audience will never go away and all that kind of stuff too, but there are elements of it that are just really really difficult. I mean, we went through this back in 2018. Remember when Clay Matthews a couple weeks in a row that, got that's flagged what I related and related it to. I said it was just as bad as Clay. The yeah. same quarterback was Kirk Cousins yeah. then too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was Kirk Cousins. No, I I don't I I listen. I have no idea what all of the the things are that go into making some of those calls and then sometimes they don't call I I it's football. I don't I don't know. I listen, have I'm all for protecting the quarterback. I don't want to see quarterbacks get get hurt. They're the lifeblood of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And Cousins did get hurt as it turned out on a play where he wasn't even hit. Right. But yeah, I'm not, I don't want to see I'm I don't I, listen. I go back a long way and I I love the old time football, but I understand the safety, you know, the too many players have suffered major major injuries after football. From what they from concussions and all that kind of I don't listen I'm all about safety but I mean he didn't hit him in the head no he didn't slam him to the ground he didn't drive him he just you know Cousins got rid of the ball and you it, you know it was a bad call because Rashawn was like beside himself and he yes. knows like no it was terrible it was bad we know it was bad. that was a really really bad call and we know it one was of bad. A, one of a few and I'm not I'm not the, the refs didn't take the game away from the Packers by no means Packers took the game away from the Packers but but that just thought that was an awful call. Right. No, it, it was. It definitely was. So this week, so I guess let's wrap it up uh, with a nice okay. pretty bow. How does this game shake out? I'll let you start. I think, like I said, I think Cooper Cup's going to get it. going to have a monster, monster. I don't usually, um, I've never done this, but I think I might do it this week. Like, you know how you, how you do those parlay games? Like, mm-hmm. you bet. I never did it. I'm, I'm hoping that I can do it and figure out how to do it. I just usually bet the game, like who's going to win, cover the spread. Or, you know, maybe it, every once and again over under it, but I'm so bad at over unders that I don't do them too often. I'm going to look and see what I'm sure there'll be like numbers like Cooper Cup receptions or Cooper Cup yards or stuff like that, right? Okay. I'm I'm going to so, take I'm going to bet the over on Cooper Cup. Okay. He's going to catch a because I like I said, if I'm the Sean McVay's pretty smart guy, he knows he's going to look over there and say, who the hell's going to cover? Cooper? He owes and he owes Lafleur one too. <laughs> He's zero three against him, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm I think the Rams are I think the Rams game plan is going to be feed Cooper Cup, keep throwing the ball till they stop him. And like I said, the Packers game plan has to be don't let Rippon have time to find Cooper Cup. Right. So, but in the end, I, I'm I'm with you now. I can't. I was ready to pick the Packers again. I was going to take the opposite approach of you and say I'm going to keep picking them until they win. <laughs> but I, I I can't pick them to win anymore. No. Nope. I mean, I'll make my joke pick. I'm picking the Rams because I already said I'm not picking the Packers till they win. So that's the spoiler alert. You know what my picks are going to be moving forward. But <laughs> I, I'll go 55-3 Rams just because just just to be ridiculous. I'm going to get more and more ridiculous every week. Last week I said 41-10 Vikings. 
And it was 24-10. I was 17 points off. I got the 10 part right. And that's the problem is I don't know where the Packers are going to score. Like, where are they going to get their points from? They just – they can't. So you know, will it be fifty-five nothing, and they'll kick a field goal. Uh, yeah, probably something like that. I don't know, or or you know, yeah, I I, I have no. Or, or would they lead three nothing and give up fifty-five in a row? That would not surprise me at all. <laughs> that would not surprise me at all. So uh, we're both picking the Rams. Yeah. You're picking. You're picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams. I didn't and, even pick a score because, like you say, what's the difference? Yeah, what difference does it make? So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it shakes out, and then we'll be back for. Next week, as they prepare to take on the Steelers, that's the Steelers. They're not the Steelers. Aren't the Steelers? Anybody? They're, they're not. This isn't one of your better Steeler teams, but they're always. That's the thing about the Steelers. They're always competitive. Mm-hmm. They're going to win nine games. Yep. Uh, you know, just a matter is nine going to be enough? Probably in that division, probably not. But they're going to win. Not Mike. Mike Tomlin is a good coach, and he, he know he gets the most out of what he has every year. Right. Right, yeah. I'm not sure the guy in Green Bay is getting the most out of what he has. No, he's not. And that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. So Maybe sooner than we think. Sooner than we think. So what's up at Packer Report and what's coming up? Uh, what's up? Well, same as always. I'll, I'll have a story up, a, a preview of the game. I don't know if people want previews anymore. <laughs> but the, it'll be story like, God, I'm, I'm going to write about Cooper Cup and just how, you know, can they? what can they do to stop him? And he's really, I mean, I think he's, you know he's he's a great receiver. He he didn't win Super Bowl MVP for 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 nothing a couple of years ago. And then after the game, I'll do my instant analysis as always. And I'll be back on I'll be back on the Cheese Island, okay. watching it with my uh, where they call me Sunny. Excellent, <laughs> excellent, Sunny boy over there on Cheese Island with your with your long sleeve sweatshirt. I'll bring. I'll have my long sleeve package. You'll have your long this, sleeve uh, ready to go. Well, I'll have a quick science podcast ready at uh, Game on Wisconsin for a recap of the game against the Packers and Rams and any other news nuggets and notes that come out after that point. But as the weather turns and everything is starting to cool off, hope everyone is staying warm wherever you're at. Enjoy those fall leaves. If you're in a place where they're falling from the trees, we'll be back at it again next week. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. And as always go pack go.